0: Serena and his Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of every pay per view and special, and ECW TNN in between. oh <sighs> This week is pay per view week as we look at ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. Look at myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Uh,
1: what a week. I mean, you know, we've got a, a company that's only a couple of weeks into its new show on a Friday night on uh, TN something. Uh, now with a pay-per-view in Chicago, with the fans being rabid for it. Uh, you know, some really big names in Japan showing up. Some surprise, some not. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, a, a cult icon um, of, a, of a wrestler um, having a match. Um,
0: you know, what's not to love? <laughs> It's true. Um, how many people do you think were in attendance for this show? 30,000. 30, 30,000? No, it's 6,000. Like gonna...
1: Six, 6, Six yeah. yeah. It's not bad. Decent. It, no, it is. Um, they they never were big audiences, really, uh, were but they? Also,
0: yeah, but also you got to think you've got WCW running twenty thousands and the Fed running 20,000 at this exact same point. So there's a lot of, of tickets everywhere, isn't there? So it's sort yeah. of, um, it happens. So it makes sense, but it's good. Um, I guess we just dive in with this. I mean, obviously we've been talking about the build. If you want to hear, quote unquote, the build up for this event, check out the last couple of shows. If you haven't already but the the show starts with Masato Tanaka turning up. He is confronted by Judge Jeff Jones. Um, he tells him that basically, loads of people in America could be the challenger instead. They have a little bit of a moment, and um, he drops an awesome promise. I think like so. Yes,
1: and it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean. See, my thing is, I understand what he did here, and it's cold and it's fine. But I, I kind of feel like that's more of a, you know, the show before the pay-per-view kind of surprise, rather than if you're already watching the pay-per-view. I, I,
1: I mean, this is ECW all the way through, isn't it? And, and it's one of those kind of, depending on where you sit in the argument, this is either, you know, the excitement and that anything-that-can-happen style, ECW thing of, you know, we didn't like to announce our cards ahead of time and you know, we want to kind of keep people guessing and you have to sign in because, you know, you could miss it kind of thing. Or the they just didn't know what they were doing and planning and everything kind of kept moving and falling apart. So they put stuff on to, to yeah, hold it like down.
0: If, if they put this on TNN or whatever and you know, if 20 people bought the pay-per-view because they thought Mike Awesome was going to turn up Surely that'd be worth getting 20 more buys or something rather than just teasing it for the people that already bought. That's just neither here nor there. Um, Then go to Joey Styles and Cyrus in the ring. They welcome everyone to the show. And they said a a company who's known for having no rules that tonight, anarchy rules. Yeah. Show started. Uh, first match, Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn. Maybe the best show opener that ECW's had.
1: I mean, it's got to be up there, isn't it?
0: I mean, because you know, obviously we crazy. said for ages, oh. it's very much like a, you know, sort of Nova kind of sort of tag match spot or. Look, nothing against them but they consistently they, they don't really you know so I've always been a bit weird with their show openers but I think it's a really solid show opener um, this this matches everything you'd expect it to be absolute Matt classic biggest shock for me was probably the winner
1: yeah um, second longest match of the night yeah so it went 16 minutes and 38 seconds Jeez. that's from Wikipedia I didn't time it Fun. Um, but no, it was a really, really good match. It was, it was a really interesting. You know, some of the commentary was really, really interesting on this as well because it was they were trying to kind of get into the head of of them. So you know, Jerry Lynn's had more matches, more high quality matches recently. So you know, has has you know is is, is on a higher plane. Is is on a kind of you know is on a sharper level than, um, Lance Storm maybe, um. However, banged up, you know, was in the hospital again, um, which seems to be after every kind of segment with Jerry Lynn at the moment. Um, and you know, can he get himself motivated for this match because it's only Lance Storm? It's not RVD. It's not for the championship, and that's kind of the the, the white whale he's chasing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was some good storytelling as well, um, which you know I'm not going to say. Throughout the the card, but on this one, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, it got me. It got me like hyped up for the card. I put solid start. Obviously, Lance Storm winning was great, and um, shows up and running. Next up, we have Simon Diamond comes out. Um, again, I don't understand nothing, any of this. No, this is this is nothing to do with anything. It's just a Fed kind of um, network edit. But it's kind of cool that you could actually hear his real music in parts. Mm. That was the highlight. Uh, so he's looking for a partner. Um, Tom Marquez gets in the ring, and Simon's basically like, um, "He didn't say." Simon says,
1: "I mean, so that's jazz- that's."
0: I'm so bored of that already, and it's only been in the second or third. Second time he's done it, I think. Yeah, and this is all the way. Um, jazz yeah. comes out. Um, so Jazz
1: comes out because, and we don't know why, but no man in the back bold enough to be his partner no man in the back is brave enough to be his partner and it's one of those kind of so you know one of my my big issues with and i have a fair few with the lord of the rings films is like there's this like super mega character and you know the the prophecy is that no man can kill me so a woman kills him but no surely it was a it was the species rather than in a world where there's elves and hoblings and, and, you know, all sorts of halflings And, you know, surely that's not, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into gender, are we? And on this one, it's kind of like, no man, but I'm not a man. Uh, no, surely that's just semantics, isn't it? It was, and also, why, why do you want to be his partner?
0: So she you comes start, out, now, he has a hissy fit. Feeds Tom Marquez to her.
1: Tom Marquez, who I established during this match, has never been kicked in the balls. Yeah, because didn't know how to sell getting his testicles hurt.
0: Yeah. Um, Most of the time, it sells itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it just it just feels that maybe she should have um, when when Jazz was doing the testicular claw maybe she should have just kind of made it a little bit, you know, more real, a little bit more of a shoot brother because he was embarrassing with, you know, how he was selling this. Um, But yeah, I I didn't understand
0: any of it. And then Tony DeVito runs down. And they all kicked the shit out of Jazz, which kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Who, who must be regretting coming out to be a tag team partner at this point? Because... I didn't expect Jazz to get a beat down. But Jazz did get the beat down. Uh, then Shetty and Nova came out to sort of make the save and actually have the match. And before you could sort of really get into the match it kind of ended up some big kind of cluster with Dorian and Roadkill and everyone else coming out just for a new Jack return, another new Jack return spot. Yep. It almost feels like every pay-per-view is a new Jack return spot. Like this guy is too hardcore for TV, kind of. And if they played that angle, it'd it'd be cool, but they don't. So, but um, yes, a new Jack return spot and sort of cleaned house and it sort of ended. Yeah. Nova and New Jack
1: walked off to the back.
0: Yeah. Um uh, triple threat match, Guido versus Crazy versus Tajiri. Really enjoyable match. I can't lie, I do prefer Tajiri versus Crazy in a one on one. Yeah.
1: I I like Guido as a wrestler. Yeah. I like his style. His map-based shooter-style wrestling doesn't really gel with the Japanese style and the, the, the Mexican style that we see from the other two. It feels as if it kind of slows it down a little bit. It feels as if it kind of gets in the way a little bit. It feels as if it's not quite... I mean, you know, he's great, and he's had great matches with both of these. But that kind of fusion of all three styles... He just feels like he kind of, you know, whenever he comes in, it just feels like it slows the pace down.
0: That's the thing. Tajiri and Crazy have their own sort of unique pace in their singles matches, which is amazing, uh, impressive, works. Um, Guido and them separately adapt and it works. But like I said, all three, Guido trying to get involved in a Tajiri, super crazy kind of pace just slightly fall short, in my opinion. Like I said, it's not a knock on Guido; it's just Styles just all going against each yep. other. And uh... Styles makes fight, exactly. So, to do does pick up the win, though. I think that's the right person, really, to go for the win. There, no issue with that. We then get a promo from Carino. Um <sighs> Again, I was mixed about this promo pretty much says that the surprise tag team was going to be the ICP. Um, they were going to be the mystery team. But then the manager asked who were they facing. He said Dream and Raven. The manager said no and pulled ICP out. Because they knew they were going to lose. Yeah, I mean, one, you're sort of putting over Dream and Raven in that statement, and which is everything you wouldn't do. And two, it's just like, I don't know, would you, again, you almost just sort of Pulling back the thing just for the sake of it. Just, yeah, I mean, I, I get the whole because they promised the mystery team. They're just like, hey, it's not an us, ICP, fuck us or whatever. And maybe that's the angle they're going with. But um, I couldn't imagine ICP versus Dream and Raven.
1: No, and and you know they're they're playing off the fact that you know ICP were with Raven in the Deadpool for a minute and a half. In WCW, wow. um, but yeah, it was just it was just very strange um, firstly. and then what made it even weirder for me was Joey Styles and Cyrus then seemingly politicking to try to make sure that ICP weren't able to resign with WCW. Yeah. You've got to imagine Bob and you know, he's only just in the job. He's not going to take kindly to, you know, them taking the mickey because, you know, they they tried to tear up the contract and come this way and now they're going to try and go back. And, you know, they just made a fool out of him. So I can't imagine, you know, he'd, he'd be a fool to take him back. I mean, you know, however unprofessional you think they may have been, surely trying to get him blackboard from the industry is a little bit Whoa.
0: over, isn't it? That's the thing, it's just too rough the other way. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I would have obviously watched ICP versus Raven, but again, I don't know how he could sell that as a contest unless you did it in the same thing where ICP came out, attacked Dreamer, just beat down Dreamer for ages, and then eventually Raven came out and couldn't get in the ring. Which is, which is you know... Looks like exactly they were going to do, whichever team it is.
1: So it doesn't matter the team because the whole story is it's going to be two on one against a beaten up. Is he going to retire? Isn't he going to retire? Tommy Dreamer. And then Raven comes in and, and, you know, makes the save in a weird kind of way. So it is just, you know, it doesn't matter which the team is. ICP is good enough as anything because, you know, it's a name. But it's it's just it's just a name as a whole kind of like, oh, shit, it's ICP. Uh, you know, wrestling fans aren't going to be sitting there going, oh, shit, we've got new tag champs here. You know, it's not like you've brought in the Miracle Violence Connection like you've done previously or, or the Eliminators like you've done previously or, you know, the, the the Rock and Roll Express like you've done previously or any of those kind of like, oh, no, this is a proper team, the Midnights. You know, this there's none of that. There's just like, oh,
0: it's them. I mean, Carino really could have brought back like super destroyers or something bonkers here. I uh, it could have pulled yeah. off. it's only it's only been five years. It's not like I mean, it's sort of in your head. You feel like it was twenty years ago. Do you know what I mean? But it's only been five years since they're on TV or whatever.
1: I mean, I know that you know Public Enemy are, are persona non grata at this point because of them not wanting to do the job to the Dudleys. Yeah. Um, but Sabu fucked you over, and and he's you know still here, however many years later. That's, the, um, that's
0: what I mean. It, it, you could have brought back a real nostalgia team. You know, for or just
1: you know random people like you have done instead of feeding them to Spike put them together and put them in a tag team for a, a night well, yeah you know that as well. what what's you know whoever you know animal and whatever comes out um and that's before you get into the fact that you know you had a whole load of people running just for a smos fest on uh the the three minute segment that was the the, the tag team match well you've that's
0: got I mean, surely Dora and Roki would have fancy detecting title shot. Balls and Axel and Spike, who get involved at the end of
1: the show, doing nothing but, you know, you've got Mike Awesome who's who's hanging around.
0: Yep, <laughs> just standing in the audience in his trunks.
1: So it it's
0: just and that's
1: yeah yeah it's strange that you can't find you only really need to find one because it's like you know my man Rhino and well yeah Mike Awesome. Which would
0: have been a fucking awesome, team. Um, yes, yeah, so we get that promo. Team Gawson. Just... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, just incredible. You would. You're a cheesy fucker there. like me. You would have loved that. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. Have, yeah. It's up there with my Viva Las Vega team, with Honky Tonk man Xavier Vega. Yeah. Or um, Colt Cabana and Animal, the old Legion of Boom. There's loads, you know, some <laughs> some great teams that pass through universe mode on. <laughs> yeah. Um, just incredible. Versus is Sabu, uh, pre-match promo from Just Incredible. Basically, um, talk about not having to face Sabu again, having a restraining order. Yep. It's pretty much torn up. Wow! Because Anarchy rules. Yeah, because yeah, Anarchy rules. And to be fair, this was a great match. It really was. It's an absolute great match and um, super impressed that credible win over. Um I, I so I mean as 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 I have said
1: multiple, multiple, multiple times, I have a love hate relationship with Sabu matches. Um because when they don't work, when the timing's off, when you know the, the chemistry is not there, they're just you know clusterfucks. Yeah. Um, but when they work, when he's got someone who can kind of keep up and position and whatever else, goddamn, goddamn, does it come across? And, and this was brilliant. I, I think the fact that he's not been on TV for a minute has helped because we've not seen him do all of this 310 times in the last hour and a half.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, it's um yeah, I thought it was great for incredible one. Like I said, really impressed. Um, just incredible, just strength to strength. The impact players really just strength to strength. I mean yeah. together or apart, they just keep picking up these massive wins and they're getting positioned probably the best on the show, I'd say. And some's around down your face, but a lot of it's just sort of subtly in the background, which makes it even better. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, next up world title match, Masato Tanaka versus Taz. Um obviously Taz <sighs> when he hits the ring is sort of a loaded. I, the...
1: I sense something may have happened.
0: Yeah, word word might have spread that um Taz could be going to um WWE. Uh, the boost think... that he gets.
1: I think there was something about him maybe selling out. Hard to tell. It's, um, because, you know, 6,000 people chanting it, it was hard to make clear. It's,
0: um, it's so crazy. Um, how it all goes. And it's, and it's, it's, basically just like the booze getting booed out the building. You sold out chance before the match even happened. Um, And a bunch of other offensive chants. Taz in the ring. He starts shouting at the crowd. It turns around. It turns out he's shouting at Mike Awesome and Judge Jeff Jones. Basically saying, let him go. Um, Paulie's there. He starts digging out Paulie. Um, um, Basically, the match turns into three-way dance. Taz is taken out fairly early to sort of get a bit of a... A gasp from the crowd, but still they both have to pin him. So still he's kept really strong.
1: So got... uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll finish and I'll loop back to all of my
0: yeah
1: axioms about it.
0: Right, so we run for the match and we'll go back and give opinions. So Taz is eliminated, and then becomes the Tanaka versus Awesome One One to get a new ECW title. Oh, How can guys... we get to see this? I mean, these two generally don't disappoint. I mean, again, it's similar to like, you know, Eddie Guerrero, Di Malenko. It sounds really sort of petty, but you see the match every week. It does lose part of the rub. doesn't matter how brilliant it is. And it's nothing against these two. You watch, if you pick up any match between these, you haven't seen ages, it's outstanding. You start to see it every week. We have seen it the last. Three weeks, it was shown pretty much every night on every, on every show. So it does take its toll a bit, but still, they are both fantastic. you sort of know what I mean? It's like, it's not a knock-on, yeah. but it's a bit okay. Um Anyway, Mike also does end up winning the belt. The locker room come out and all sort of applaud Taz. And all so... that. What's your hot take on this? Um.
1: So Taz must have been in negotiation With WWE for a while So the fact that up until recently He's still cutting the You know I've been here since day one I've broken my fucking neck Everyone's left and I've stayed I'm here and I You know blah 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 can't have been, um, you know, he must have known. Um, and so that that kind of is, is weird all the way through because, you know, this is a shoot brother except you've just got caught out and booed out of the place, which has really kind of put a weird thing in, um, especially as, you know, it's not even that he's kind of gone, all right, in that case, I'll work heel. You know, you can flip off the fans, you can swear at them and all the rest of it, but then you're just going to do your, your same old shtick. Yeah. You've then got the you know the big guy in a t-shirt and in his pants walking around the the, the stadium.
0: Yeah.
1: The arena. Um, all right. Fair enough. Um, Taz argues his way into a three-way match. Um, you know, you made me a killer. You made me a shooter. You made me a you know the, the baddest man on the planet. But aren't Aren't I meant to believe that you are of those things and it's not just that you've been booked that way by Paulie Dangerously. I don't know what your point is. Um yeah. you know, let him go, let the big guy come in, you know. If he wants to get choked out, he can come in too. I'll choke them both out. Again, you know, Taz has spent this entire run chasing down opponents rather than having people challenge him.
0: And here it is still continuing the same. Um,
1: So the match kicks off. They all fight. Blah, blah, blah. The entire locker room come out to watch. Standing at the edge of the stage watching. Why? Why why do we need that? Um, Taz gets pinned. As you said, takes both finishes. Everyone on top of him gets pinned. You know, there's that shock factor of oh, we've definitely got a new champion, which is fine. Yeah. Um, he then goes and watches the match with the rest of the the crowd, rest of the the wrestlers on the thing. They're all high fiving him. They're all celebrating with him. The match then goes on. You know, uh, they they have great chemistry. We've said we've said a million times the chemistry between Tanaka and Awesome is brilliant. Um, It is a match we've seen once or twice and is a match that's formulaic in a few points. So, you know, that's... that's, But, you know, it's still a great match. Um, It finishes. The guy that wasn't meant to be in the match is the guy that's your champion. Yeah. So I don't know what your fear of Tanaka was. Maybe it's, you know, contractual in regards to... Um, travel arrangements, whatever else. But you've decided to go with the, your, your audible of bring him in and now he's the champion kind of thing. That would be a huge kind of, holy shit, he he's, you know, didn't even work here and suddenly he's here and he's just come through the crowd and he's won the title. If you hadn't done that two weeks before with Raven. Yeah. You then have Taz come in, pace around, pace around, pace around, hand over the belt. That's a really, you know, God, you know, that's a great kind of passing the torch moment. That, that really gets you. If you hadn't done exactly the same thing two weeks ago with the Dudley boys, he then goes out and gets, you know, everyone comes in and celebrates because, you know, this is great and whatever else. But you're all competitors. Except yeah. we're back to the point of everyone's brothers. And Again, it's just that kind of like, you know, where's the where are your lines on any of this? And then, you know, so we get into the 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 promos later and and everything else. So it's just this really weird mismatch of everything. I was really really excited again, you know, watching back watching the TV now rather than just watching the pay per views as we have. I was really excited to see the rise and the emergence of Taz. And we've talked about how brilliant he is for weeks now. Yeah. Uh, well, for, for, for years now. Um, ever since, you know, we saw him shift away from the Tasmaniac, Team Taz stuff, you know, the bit stuff with Fonzie that, you know, all of that, you know, Fonzie being the heat magnet and then very quickly it being that, you know, Taz is all of that. We've been, we've been talking about that all the way through. His title run, has been that he won the title. He then had to try to hunt down people to fight. Yeah. Which included, well, which was mainly Tajiri.
0: Tajiri, Candido. Uh,
1: Well, Candido, he didn't really really get to do anything with because that all kind of fucked up and went away. Yeah, they said the
0: pay-per-view match though, didn't they? For 30 seconds. 30 seconds in the Dudley boys had to hunt down to fight them later on. Yeah. They attacked him. And then Tajiri for two
1: two pay-per-views because, you know, we're not done yet, even though I beat you clean and, you know, brutalized you. I've not had enough. And then there's this. And it just feels like a really anticlimactic run. Yeah. Um, You know, who did you beat Tajiri at the beginning of his run? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'd probably... Say what? Ninety seven, ninety eight was probably Taz's best years. Uh, Team Taz, and then TV title with yeah, feuding with Bigelow TV title.
1: Yeah, franchise and then Bigelow and Triple Threat for the TV title. Yeah, um, the moment we got into the FTW Championship, and then the the
0: yeah he um, shit on that the second week he had it.
1: Yep, and then merging it with this one and then, you know, not really being able to kind of get into any kind of feuds and then he's done. And again, you know, it's, it's funny because we talked about Sandman having kind of six months worth of limbo bullshit, just getting beaten, nothing much happening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it looks kind of as if that's where Taz has been. You know, kept him strong because the belts on him. But really and truthfully, it looks like for the last six months they knew he weren't signing. The newest deal was up, so they've just kind of lacklustre done it. Which is why RVD's everywhere, and Taz, for yet another pay per view, is defending in the middle of the show. Yeah, I can't I mean- remember the last one he headlined.
0: Especially I'm going to go back with... and
1: have a look just to see. So, Heat Wave was RVD and Jerry Lynn versus uh, Impact players. Hardcore Heaven main event was Taz versus Bubba Ray Dudley.
0: He was also the first match. Yeah, that was that was yeah that was more uh, was it a main event main event? though? Like, it wasn't the feud going into the event. Yeah.
1: Uh, Living dangerously, Taz versus Sabu to yeah. unify the ECW and the FTW. Uh, and then crossing the line, 99. He wasn't on. House party. Uh Taz versus Shane Douglas. So he's main evented one and a half um,
0: out of four, out of five. Yeah. It is... um... Like I said, it it has just been such a bizarre sort of title run in the end you know and there's no way to get around it I mean I don't know I mean obviously he's still got a bit of time before he officially goes so we see if he sort of plods around or what he does and how it sort of goes through but
1: well so is we know at the next pay-per-view he's facing RVD yeah yeah next pay-per-view
0: and he's got that. that's
1: not the main event. The main event, Rhino and the Impact players versus Raven, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman. It
0: should be a massive bill for uh, Rhino coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Get him to get that position, so that'd be good. Well, we must be not far off from RVD breaking his leg. Yeah, I guess we'll wait for Scotty Anton to come in, are not we? That's what goes from there. I don't know, because Scotty Anton knows when he comes back. Well, maybe he I comes don't know out, whether... Well, maybe he comes out with him when he's got a broken leg, did not he? Until of turns yeah. him, almost.
1: Uh, oh, March the 4th. it's vacated. So we've got a while yet. So crazy. Um, and then after a 700-day rain, Marvy D is the, the TV champion, So the last four rains, so you know, RVD 700 days, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow 34 days, Taz 267 days, Shane Douglas 329 days. So chunky, chunky rains there. And then we're into 27, 14, 126, 14, 214. Which
0: is crazy, isn't
1: it? But we will get there. We will get there. But no, yeah, we... so I, I'm, I'm I'm, just a little bit surprised as to all of this. And, you know, Taz is brilliant and he's absolutely amazing and he's, he's done some incredible stuff and it just feels a really weird kind of flattening.
0: I mean, it, it, it is weird, but uh, I don't know. I guess you don't know how soon... they knew he was leaving from this because only like three weeks ago he cut a promo saying he was never going to leave. Yep, he turned down offers and all this to suddenly. I mean,
1: you know, we we know that some real, you know, crap going on in ECW at this time. You know, checks are are bouncing and various other things. Yeah. you know, it, it, loyalty is amazing, but you've got a family to feed. You've got, you know, bills to pay. Um, so we understand all of the stuff that kind of goes into. You know, maybe it didn't. It wasn't possible to 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 live your 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 truth and live your dream on it. But um, yeah, just all very weird all the way through, and they they kind of seemed to try to get him out of there as quickly as humanly possible because um, uh, because um, they needed to uh, just get the heat off of him
0: No um, yeah very much agreed but something that um, a completely different side that was fantastic obviously we alluded it to last week because that's your last week's show technically even though we didn't realize is um the raven promo
1: i love this promo not a surprise because you've had me talk about it for weeks on end now but um yeah no i, I really like this promo
0: it's um it's a fantastic promo i mean um did you want to break it down a bit
1: um i mean it's storytelling so, uh, and again, you know, I know I've broken this down for, for weeks now, and I know into a lot of detail last week, so available in our archives, but it's it's um, Raven telling the the oral history of him versus Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, we had a, a friendship built on love, and we had a, a hatred built on friendship, and, and you know, talking about, you know, their, their experience at summer camp together, uh, which then led to raven getting very jealous because tommy dreamer always got the girls and always was everything and, and coming in after the, the the good looking jock uh etc etc um and you know it just goes through you know for for two and a half years you know you could you made me bleed you scarred me up you 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 hurt me but you could never beat me um and, you know, how Tommy got the girl and, you know, finally after two and a half years, it was time for you to graduate. So I gave you your win, which is still my favourite part of the promo completely is just, you know, the fact that Tommy won the feud because he won one out of 342, but it was the last one. So it was the only one that counted. Um, And here's Raven kind of going, I gave it to you. You know, it was it was time. You You, you needed to move on from me. So I gave it to you.
0: Um, I thought that was great. I thought he we was so dismissive. It was, it was basically almost back to Raven. Had never lost to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was, no, the exactly. only reason I... The, you realise the only time I lost you is because I chose to lose to you. Um, always yeah, in control. Yeah, the master manipulator, just always in control. Um, you know, and it's he's come back because Tommy's lost. You know, yeah. he's, he's 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 lost his career. He's lost his girl um you know he, he's lost so so he's come back to 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 kind of find him um which is which is true because tommy at the moment is very very lost ever since well even with the franchise going it was kind of like you know after that he's just been kind of bubbling along a little bit um so yeah i just thought it was a really good promo really kind of sets up this whole kind of you know there it, it's it's not a friendship there's a relationship and there's a a love and a respect but it's dysfunctional and toxic and brilliant um you know my favorite monster kind of thing um and i just i just you know i i I, there are when when motivated and, and wanting to do something and having all the frustration of you know, feeling that he, it, you know, he, WCW didn't get him and wouldn't let him be him and wouldn't let him push the edge. All of that frustration coming out in a whole kind of, you know, motivated and driven Raven. There's there's very few better in the world.
0: I think, I mean, his promos at this point, just in general, just, they like said just absolutely amazing, really are. Just, um, it's just such a work of art, in my opinion. Yes. Just, um, yeah, really impressive, you know, everything you said, just agree with it um, thoroughly. So we had da, 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 that and then it went into, mm. oh, Jesus. Another bit I didn't really like, Joe Gertner AC comes out and says he's going interview Dream of Francine. At the beginning, he pretty much touches on, I know we've all seen Eye to Eye, but that's in the past. Thinking, I don't
1: know, was was partially responsible for um, Beulah's neck being broken.
0: I was going to say, it's like pretty much like, you know, it says in the past, but the last couple of weeks, all we've been doing really is bringing up the past with Raven coming back. And and Beulah's a massive part of that story. So it's kind of hard not to. Sort of somewhere, you know, somewhat sort of throw in there. Yeah, I mean,
1: we can go back and watch, but um, who who gave them the the handcuffs to lock Tommy Dreamer to the ring while they beat up?
0: Well, yeah, and broke Wheeler's neck. It's just, um, yeah, I mean, I I fully understand. Obviously, they're looking for sort of something for him to do now and sort of get him out there and all that and that's fine. It is cool, but it's just um yeah, just just kind of bizarre. But they just basically chat about what's next for Dreamer. Is he retiring? Isn't he retiring? All kind of um sort of bits like that. Stuff that's not massively Sort of surprising, pretty much the stories we've had for the last couple of weeks. We have that, ends up with Carino interrupting them. Um, Carino and Rhino, mainly Rhino, end up attacking Raven. Oh, I mean, Raven at Dreamer. Match sort of pretty much begins. Dreamer don't look too bad, to be fair, in this. He's very much sort of like jumping off and and doing some bits. And I'm I'm pretty kind of it, impressed in his... um sort of abilities of this i don't think he actually looks too
1: bad no no he um i mean it's fairly safe um yeah. in the style that he he's, he's wrestling in this um but you know that's fine um no i thought he looked alright i thought he did very well they did very well of protecting him they very did very well of keeping it quite short uh, and i said you know there's a, a style that that you know kept him quite safe um,
0: but no, it was, it was it was
1: one of the better dream performances.
0: Yeah, no, I thought so. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, basically, so the match goes on and goes on. It doesn't really kick into gear till Raven appears, struggles to get in the ring, still pops and laughs at that like did the first time we saw it. But um, yeah, basically comes in, even flow, both hit DDT. They pick up the win, retain the titles. Uh, a couple of people were standing there watching Raven. I guess they're somebody's. Didn't really know so if it was...
1: Man, Mancow was the one in front of the two. So, they knew who Mancow was. They didn't know who the two at the back was. Mancow was a shock jock. Yeah. Um, in At that time. Um, poor Francine, again, you know, just takes a ridiculous bump. Yeah. Um being the valet of, of Tommy Dreamer is just dangerous as fuck. Um he does very little to try and protect his uh his crew from, from getting beaten up in any way, shape, or form.
0: Um, you know, I don't really do a lot to help her at all, but I don't know. I guess she's um yeah, she's it's part it's... of a thing. She just seems to sort of always seem to take some sort of like wild bump that he sort of just feels like not necessarily.
1: necessarily. It's always been, you know, f- face Francine has always just got beaten the shit out of. Uh, I mean, you know, back in the day when she was face manager of, of the, the pit bulls and yeah. just got, you know, total illuminations for days. Um, just, you know, always just seems to get beaten the shit out of, Blesser.
0: Yeah, so they, they retain, they go off. Um, Axel Rotten, <laughs> Axel Rotten uh, comes to the ring. Oh, it, it's such a strange promo because I feel like he's sort of set up to fail because he's sort of loved but not cared about all of the same. So sort Which he sort basic... of kind of references in a weird way. Yeah, and I just kind of like feel like bad with him. With um, I said a lot of the bits of this, so he 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 does come out and he basically says about Mike Olsen being the world title, and you know he wants to face him. And uh, I feel like no one sort of really cares. The impact players come out, um, they start to have a little scuffle. Balls and Spike come out, and they're like. Here comes Ballsy's sort of on and off again tag team partner and here comes Spike, Balls, his other on and off again tag team partner. And it's sort of like they started a the thing, obviously they they managed to clean house. Then um this is still as good as I remember. Beaten and out of breath. <laughs> Axel grabs some mic and says, says, We ain't going out like that. We ain't going out like that. Bit of Alfonso? I know you hear me, Daddy. RVD, I know you hear me. And basically calls out RVD for a TV title match, which sounds like he's challenging RVD for a TV title match. Then his last sentence going, and your face Pauls Mahoney. <laughs> I was just like, what? To which Paul
1: Mahoney's just like, all right. I mean, he almost likes to catch his balls out with it
0: as well. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, it's kind of just like, Sort of so strange in the whole. Why? Why? So sort of now is um. You know, sort of like Balls doing this. But um, yeah, RVD's class come out. Cool, she does. Main event is now Bulls Mahoney versus RVD. This match again. They have great matches. There's not an issue with the match. We've said multiple times. It's kind of hard, kind of watching some RVD matches. There is no shock value. You know he's going to win. So you, you can't get caught. Some of the title matches, like when um, Spike and that beat the Dudley boys back for the belts, legit didn't know that happened. So you kind of got a, oh, shit, kind of pop. RVD, you know, every near fall and that doesn't, you know, he is going to kick out of them all. So it's kind of harder than that. But um yeah, it doesn't take away from it. It is a great match. RVD does pick up the win, as you'd expect. Usual matches, five-star, frog splash chair shots, everything you'd expect from it. Balls look strong, pretty much dominant for most of it, but does sort of come short in the end. Um, anything you want to add to it?
1: Uh, no. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's a good match. Um, they tell the story again of, you know, Balls Mahoney, he can wrestle and, you know, banned from amateur wrestling because of, you know, all the stuff he did and whatever. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a solid match. It's... One of their better ones. I don't know if I'd say it was their best match, um, but you know, to your point, it's it's again we've seen this similar to the, my my super crazy Tajiri Guido thing, we've, uh, and my Tanaka, uh, Mike Awesome thing. We've seen it a lot.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, it, it's just the truth, you know. So, wasn't superly different to others, but um, fun match all the same. Um that brings us to the end of the cards. I'm gonna dive straight in. What's your match of the week?
1: I I'm in mean, some some good contenders here. Um but uh, Credible Cebu for me. Um really clicked. It, it was it was between that and Lance Dob and Jerry Lynn, uh for me, uh, as the two kind of standouts. Yeah. Um and as I said, you know, Sabu matches I have a love-hate relationship with, but when it clicks and him and Credible just had such amazing energy. Um, and I was, I was I was a little surprised with the story as it had been that Credible wins, but it makes perfect sense. It's, it's ideal. Um, so, yeah, Credible versus Sabu is is my match
0: of the week. I think that's a fantastic choice. Anything else you'd like to bring up about the pay per view um
1: no, I mean it was it was a bit of a weird kind of one. Um
0: It, it felt we, the most just put together show I think we've watched out of all the pay per views. It felt that
1: Which is which is quite
0: clever, bearing in mind the amount of put together
1: ones that we've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean the Johnny Smith stuff I don't
0: understand at all. Yeah, I, mean, I I guess he's got to be at the TV tapings or was just maybe visiting friends or something, but took his gear. It felt a long way to almost do a no shot with him like that.
1: Well, this thing, I mean, you know, he was announced, he'd, he'd done some of the TV stuff. He'd, he was announced as facing RVD yeah. and then they've just taken him out. And yeah. again, if you're going to take him out, if he is able to wrestle, which maybe he's not able to do, but if he is able to wrestle um, and you don't want him in that match, then surely Carino could have bought him out and he could be your tag team partner against or Simon Diamond. Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Raven's partner, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's there's other yeah. things you could have done with him, surely. Um so yeah I'm not I'm not quite sure why that kind of got written out but um yeah just I mean it was it was a it was a, a solid show um overall I enjoyed it um
0: yeah I think a bit solid strange. Show. Was some solid matches but I I think the lack of build for a lot of the matches I think did affect bits because obviously, some of the power of the ECW is like the reason why, and the stories have been like so strong in the past with some of the matches that even Raven coming back's just been handled weird at this point, where it's almost mm-hmm. like, oh, he's there, but you can't talk about him or notice him or see him. Or so. Uh... Well, his big promo was the same promo
1: as the television, which you know stunned me.
0: Well, yeah, Last again, week. like you said, extremely sort of strange for them to sort of take that route. But um, yeah, it's all ticking along. Like I said it's going to understand. We said it multiple times there. They're going through a very awkward transition. It's obvious. Big names are going. And um, I guess we'll see how we run out. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can do at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram. It's that simple. Find us. Um, follow us. We'll probably follow you back. Um yeah, we talk all things ECW. We talk modern day wrestling as well, you know. There's a lot going on. And that too too long to start now, but there's a lot, <laughs> a lot happening in the the modern day. So yeah, tag us in ECW stuff. We always love to see it, whether it be like your memories or just remembering a pay-per-view or a moment or a match, gets involved. And um yeah, like, subscribe, share. We'll be back next week for more extreme rewinds. There's only one thing left to say, Jay.
1: There is. So, you know, we love you shouting out because, you know, whenever you're talking to us and and tagging us in thing, you know, we hear you, Daddy. You know, we hear you. Um, But just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show.